Sports Kid NFL Podcast. NFC Preview, Episode 2, Season 2, motherfucker. I'm Ian. I'm Daniel. There is no Drew today, because Drew is a cock. I thought... And, well, no. <laughs> no, no okay, no, yeah. No, no, not going there. That's, we're putting them over, <laughs> not burying them. Putting them over. <laughs> Drew has a very important job interview that he failed to let us know about. So, uh, we're recording without him. Good luck, Drew. Uh, he did, yeah. Good luck, Drew. He's trying to move back to Michigan, which is, that's good. Gotta get out of that shithole city you live in now. Now, if you could only change his team alliance and truly represent his birthright, you know, but mm-hmm. some people can only ride with winners, but we won't bury you too much, Drew. We love you, miss you, buddy. Yeah. I got all his picks. I got his division winners, wild card, and dark horse teams. So he will still be in the mix uh, for, I don't know, we have no prizes or anything, but... Just no, just no expert Green Bay analysis from Drew this week, uh, so everybody can breathe a sigh of relief. I think, I think the word was biased. You're looking for biased. Oh yeah, not expert. Biased. I was gonna rag on him so hard about the BJ Raji uh, injury. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're fucked. <laughs> uh, I would love to jump in there and bury the Packers, but I don't. I don't think they're effed. I think they're going to be pretty good this year, actually. Eh. I think they'll be really good this year. Actually, I have to look at their schedule. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna. You know, I, 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 I did just make a very bold prediction <laughs> that they're going to be terrible, but I'm going to take that back. I'm going to rescind that comment, and I'm going to wait till I see their schedule. So, where you want to start? You want to start with the NFC North? I thought I thought we should save that for you know the yeah, last build towards that. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Let's start with the let's start with the West, the strongest division in football. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, it was last year. It possibly could be again this year. I, uh, should we? Do you want to start with the Rams? Go from bottom up. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. Um, yep. Yeah. Let's talk about the Rams. Uh, year four, of the Fisher era. Uh, really? It's been four years. Yeah, it's been four years, man. God damn, where does the time go? I don't know. It was like just yesterday he was twirling his mustache in Tennessee, and Aaron McNair was throwing to Frank Wycheck and handing off to Eddie George. <laughs> Eddie George. Uh, I've never seen a worse running back in the history of my league make like, really? paid so much. Like, that guy was three yards and out every time. That's. I mean, that was kind of before before the time I started really watching football while well, really watching other teams aside from the Lions. So I didn't really know much. I I, I just assumed that he was good because he was on a good team. Hey, I'm saying this internet. The internet made us all smarter, but all better fans. For real, it truly did. Yeah, we're the smartest people that have ever been. Till the till the Rams, eh? <laughs> uh yeah. Let's talk about how this yeah. team could be good because we don't think they're going to be good. Let's talk about how we what needs to go right for them to actually make the playoffs this year. So I think we agree that Sam Bradford has to finally live up to number one pick promise. Uh-huh. Uh, defense, the defensive line has to be absolutely dominant again. That whole defense has to just, you know, be, be a fucking showstopper. Well, there's a all year. They're definitely built. If the, on defense to get to the passer, and if they don't get to the passer, there are a lot of problems uh, behind them. Their linebacking core is subpar. 
the secondary has potential, but you know they haven't actually done it in the league, and they lost Cortland Finnegan. Really? Yeah. Where? Where'd he go? Uh, I believe he went to the Dolphins, if I'm correct. My thinking. Cortland Finnegan. Wow, they 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 bolstered their secondary pretty good. Uh, and they they picked up Lewis Delmas and Cortland Finnegan, which are I mean they're not top tier players. Some of the Dolphins. Probably, some of the Dolphins, right? Yeah, 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 they're probably like mid to lower tier uh, secondary players, but yeah, no. I mean they got to be better than who they had before. Oh, definitely, no, no. That's why I picked the Dolphins to go ten and six in our AFC preview. You can find it on the SportsInsight.net site. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, shameless plug for the <laughs> for the Rams. <laughs> it, it's a little concerning on the offense how four years in they still haven't found the wide receiver, and it's not like they haven't been drafting wide receivers, <laughs> so. They haven't developed a good one. They got Kenny Britt. They're hoping somehow he can stop posting porn on his Instagram long enough to learn the playbook and start running routes. <laughs> uh, Did he actually post porn on his Instagram? Yeah, I think it was not too long ago. Like it was like a, a a porno on his Instagram, and he's like, "I got hacked. Someone hacked my phone." It's like, uh, oh god. It's like, come on, Kenny. Okay, bro. Cool story. Yeah. Was he in it? Was it like? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell from the penis if it was Kenny Britt or not. I just I'm not. Yeah, I don't know what Kenny. <laughs> I'm not familiar with his penis. I don't know what his little Brit looks like, but <laughs> that's funny. Uh, that's kind of fucked up. A little bit, but I, this year two of Tavon Austin, he was everyone's huge breakout player last year, who did absolutely nothing outside of like a kick return or a game against the Colts. So there's a lot of questions on this team. Um, Bradford is the king of the dink and dunk. He's got to stretch the field this uh, this season somehow. He has speed out there. It's just it hasn't come together. <clears throat> so who's who's their running back? Uh, Zach Staley. Starting? Zach Staley. Uh, they uh, they drafted some kid in the uh, cash. Uh, I should have had this written down. Just let me look it up. They drafted someone behind them that they think can be like a a playmaker. Why Zach Staley? Zach Staley related to Deuce Staley. Uh, yes. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Staley sounds like a white guy. Is he white? No, he's he's pretty dark. Okay. <laughs> that just sounds like a white guy's name. <laughs> Zach, Zach isn't really a black person's name. I, it it, ha- it's it like, hasn't integrated. No, it hasn't been integrated. It's like, Bla- it's like, uh, like Blake or, or Chad. Or Daniel. That's a... Oh, Daniel. Daniel can be used either way. There's a lot of black dudes named Daniel. I know at least one. <laughs> and then there's uh, there's a UFC fighter, Daniel Cormier. That makes me happy. Thank you, buddy. <clears throat> He's big black dude. He's mean. Trey Mason is the uh, the, the rookie they drafted, who they think is going to be sort of like the playmaker on the screen game. Why Zach Staley pounds the hard yards and goal line situations. So I mean, pounds yards. There's a <laughs> the offensive line is still pretty terrible. And which is not a good thing when you have a brittle quarterback like Sam Bradford, who was hurt last night, but his ACL is okay. So I mean, I, it's only a matter of time before Kellen Clemens starts playing, mm-hmm. and that's never a good thing. No, I think, I think uh, it's he Sean didn't Hill. do he didn't do horrible last year. Though, did yeah, he? he was horrible. It's Sean Hill. I'm sorry, oh. Sean Hill is going to be the quarterback. Okay, all right. They, that Sean Hill is the best backup in the league. Without a doubt, dude. There's no backup better than Sean. Hill. It's like being the- maybe maybe Michael Vick. Because now he's back up behind Geno Smith. He accepted that. And the coaches are all pissed off. Did you hear about this? Yeah, I heard. I, 
I didn't know what they wanted him to do. Everyone knew Daniel <laughs> Smith was going to be the quarterback, like no matter what. So right, and then the, everybody is everybody is all upset <laughs> that that he was just like hmm, okay, like he was completely okay with being the backup. I'll get paid. Why wouldn't you be? I get paid five mil to sit here and relay calls to Gino. I feel like that would be a better role for Mike Smith, or not Mike Smith, Mike Vick anyway, is just coach him from the sidelines. Michael Vick was the best mobile quarterback that has ever played the game, I think. Oh, definitely. And Geno Geno Smith could be that quarterback. But does Geno Smith have, like, can he throw the ball well? I don't know a lot about it. He's got a good arm. Uh, His accuracy is above average. Uh, Really, say again? What's his mobility like? Oh, he's pretty mobile. He can definitely get out there and run. He's not, uh, you know, Robert Griffin or Colin Kaepernick or Russell Wilson, but he's in that next tier, that Aaron Rodgers kind of tier. Oh, okay. So he's, he's, he's pretty good at that. You know, his, his, his real issue is decision-making. Just makes terrible throws sometimes. Just into the wrong coverage. Not like he missed a guy by 50 feet, you know. So, I yeah, Michael Vick could coach him from the sidelines, help him with that decision-making. Because Michael Vick, I think... Michael Vick is content on on being just a leader now, like uh, a silent leader, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, Mike's getting hurts every year. It's you know, it's thirty four. The Jets aren't a great team. You're not going to sit there and you know take a year off at the Body Hill and see what's out there next year. You know, they're... he seems like he's very self aware. Like after this whole the whole dog fighting thing, he's really turned a new leaf. He's just very self aware now. He's he's like yeah, he's probably thinking the same exact thing that you just said. Like, look, I've been injured. Let's let the body heal. Let me coach this kid. See if we can make him into a like a, a good quarterback, and I'm, like middle tier quarterback. Yeah, and then go play for the Raiders next year. So yeah, you know it's inevitable. <laughs> you know the the Raiders they'll jump from fucking Carson Palmer, who's about 105 now, <laughs> to Michael Vick, who's going to be 104. Okay, but uh, so what do you think about? Do you think the Rams are all together <laughs> this year? Um, uh, I'm looking at their 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 schedule is insane, dude. Definitely. They have three. They have from October 26th to November 9th. They play at the Chiefs, at the 49ers, and at the Cardinals. Oof. Three weeks in a row, and that's coming up on like the end of the season. And then they got the Broncos at home right after that. So killer. <clears throat> close out. Yeah. They close out the season. Cardinals, Giants, Seahawks. They can win one of those games. I did. I don't. I don't see it. I don't see the. Maybe I'm gonna say six and ten. Yeah, I think I think they're gonna progress and be a better team than the seven and nine record they had last year. But I don't think it'll reflect in the win loss column. It really, I mean, you were right. You said it right away. It really depends on how, like, what Sam Bradford we see this season. I think we're going to see dink and dunk. I, can, I can't imagine them trying to test Sherman and, and company and down the sidelines. You know, I, it's uh, a lot of dink and dunks. I don't think that we have – the Niners aren't as good defensively. We can get into them here in a bit. But I still don't – I don't see how they can make enough plays on offense playing the teams that they play. And I don't think Kansas City is some huge juggernaut, but going to Kansas City, that's a tough game. It always has been and probably always will be. Mm. So. You should see the homers. In the, I'm, in, I'm on NFL.com looking at their uh, regular season schedule. The homers in the comment section. Oh, God. 
Eleven and five, one guy said. Ten and six, this other guy said. Twelve and four. <laughs> Eleven and five. Like, uh. <laughs> I hope there's like Seahawk fans like changing their name to like Jeff Fisher is my savior and just like <laughs> troll everyone. Fifteen and one. <laughs> <laughs> really? Who are they losing to? Uh, us. That's the only team that can beat us. <laughs> so that's but they got it. They got it. They got a fourth week bye, so really early bye, and then the second half of their season, and by second half I mean after the bye, is Eagles, 49ers, Seahawks, Chiefs, 49ers, Cardinals, Broncos, Chargers, Raiders, Redskins, Cardinals, Giants, Seahawks. That's a tough schedule. <laughs> a tough schedule. There's maybe a couple gimmies in there, maybe. Yeah, I think, okay, the first three games are Vikings, Buccaneers, Cowboys, so they could start out the season 3-0. and Possibly, yeah, definitely. But, but after that, you know, maybe maybe steal one against the uh, Seahawks because that whole division is just – it's always back and forth. Uh, amongst the teams in that division, they always play each other really fucking hard. And then they'll get one against the Raiders probably and then Giants. So, yeah, 5-11, and 6-10, and 10, that's what they can look forward to, I think. Sorry, St. Louis. Yeah, it's tough games in that in that uh in that schedule. Yeah, I see them going uh five and eleven, six and ten. Right, I mean right there with you. But I'll, I'll say six and ten. I think they'll figure out the way a way to win six games with that pass rush and Bradford will look good enough some games. Like, oh, well, he's not that bad. So mm-hmm. uh, he's so insistent. Let's go uh, <laughs> the Cardinals now. Let's talk about the Cardinals yes. for going up. I think. Yeah, I, it's an interesting team. Last year they were real, they were great defensively. Uh, tons of playmakers, and offensively they were kind of a roll the dice team. Big play, big mistakes. Uh, what you have to worry about with them this year is that they lost both their inside linebackers from last year, Carlos Dansby's in Cleveland. Uh, Daryl Washington suspended for the year. Darnell Dockett just got hurt. He's out for oh, the season. So three of their playmakers on defense, which is their strength, are, are gone. Uh, Did you say Patrick Peterson's injured, or is he still? Good? No, he's still good. They brought Antonio, so him and Antonio Cromartie are the new corners. But that's not bad. That's I mean, Patrick Peterson is you know top three in the league. We had this conversation last week, mm-hmm. you know, and then Antonio Cromartie he's still probably got some gas in the tank. Oh, yeah, definitely solid. I think he'll do really well, especially covering number two receivers. But last year he's a little uh, misplaced as a one. But um, it's just hard to see them maintain the level of success they had on defense, and that was their calling card. When you lose three starters, three good players, not these aren't like three like, oh, we lost our, we lost Chad Greenway. You know, these are good players. And uh, mm. I, I, I can't see them making that improvement that I thought they were going to have a week ago. I thought a week, if, you, if we did this podcast, I could say this team go 10-6, and 11-5, maybe sneak past the Niners for second in this division. But, uh, I mean Carson Palmer and a bad in a mediocre defense in this division ain't being it done. I can't see this team going more than eight and eight now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. They, especially a lot of those shots on defense. The offense is really gonna have to pick it up, and I don't think Carson Palmer's got it in him. Yeah, Larry Fitz. He's lost a step. You know, he's not the same player. Uh, he hasn't had a thousand yard season back to in two years now. So I don't. I don't think that that's. All his fault, though. That could be just Carson Palmer's not a very good quarterback. Well, Ma- Ma- Michael Floyd got a thousand yards last year. 
You know, so it's not like there are guys that aren't getting open. I just think, you know, Fritz is into that point of his, he's 32. He's never been a burner, you know. Yeah. I just can jam him at the line now. He's not as strong, not as quick. He needs to hit the gym then. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he needs to hit the gym, and he needs to uh, – well, he's he's always been a great route runner. Always. And he he's, has hands, like unreal hands. So, uh, yeah, you're right. Maybe he's just lost a step. Yeah. Same Larry Fitzgerald. It's, it's – I mean, offensively, there, there's some talent. And Bruce Arians, he's going to look for the big play when he can, but – those those losses on defense, but I keep going back to them. Just give me pause to make this team any more than eight and eight in this division. Right. Who are the who's their starting running back? Uh, Andre Ellington. But I, okay. they brought in. Oh boy, I'm what's up with me and backup running backs today? I can't really remember <laughs> backup running backs. Uh, just how did? But I'm sorry. How did uh, Andre Ellington do last year? He was good. He's he's one of those guys. When he got the ball, he made the most of his opportunities. He just doesn't get the rock enough, just because Bruce Arians doesn't really believe in him between the tackles enough to give him the ball twenty twenty five times a game. He's more like a fifteen touches a game and make things happen type of player. Is he like like a one cut guy? He's not really like a like a bruiser or anything like that. Oh no, definitely not. Me, he's got. I I think he has ability to carry the offense on the ground by himself, but I just don't think they believe that or that they even want to play like that. If you could, I mean, compare him to another running back in the league right now. Hmm. I'd say he's got a lot of Joyce Bell in him. Yeah. yeah. Joyce Bell's a little bit better between the tackles, but Andre Ellington's a little bit better in space, but I think the balance is kind of the same. Okay. Just not that fast, kind of like a... I mean, still strong, can knock guys over and shit, always falls forward, everything like that. <clears throat> that's that's kind of what Andre Ellington is. Yeah, sort of. I mean, like I said, I think, I think when I compare him to Jerk Bell, more along the lines of that they're both multi-purpose backs. Okay, I gotcha. Well, that's, I mean, I didn't know about all their defensive, defensive woes this week, so <laughs> So that actually takes a little bit of steam out of their sails as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you know, 8-8, eight and eight, that seems a bit steep for me. They could probably do 5-11, as well. Wow. Because I, I do not believe in that offense at all. Wow, I, I, I understand. There's, I mean, there's bound to be some regression on defense. I mean, they did bring in Larry Foote. So all problem solved right there. Go Lions, Steelers. Larry Foote. <laughs> no. Yeah, just look at the depth chart right now. Secondary could be great with Cromartie, Tyron Matthew, Honey Badger, and Patrick Peterson. But, I mean, can John Abraham do it again? You know? can yeah. How's Calais Campbell going to be without Darnell Dockett just wrecking havoc up the middle? They're just going to have uh, – the opposing team is going to have so much time to to sit back and pass the ball. Yeah. Yeah. I, and that's that's not good. And I don't like the linebackers. I think you can run on them. So if you can't stop the run, you can't get to the passer. It's pretty uh, those are pretty, two big strikes against you as a defense. So yeah, yeah, that completely shifts the dynamic of their defense. <laughs> Unless the second stringers can step up and do something, uh, that's a stretch though. That's always a stretch. I mean, it's, it's you, can, you can't gauge that. Yeah, it's, you never know how guys do when they start playing. 
especially in the league, you know, like sometimes you have like an undrafted free agent come out of nowhere and be like some really good starter or a good starter slash excellent backup, depending on how he fits in the scheme. Mm-hmm. The bench players in the NFL are wild cards. They do have a pretty easy schedule looking at it. Uh, they could win, they could beat the Giants, they beat the Redskins, Raiders, Eagles, Cowboys. Those all be close games. Falcons, Rams. See, eight and eight. Yeah, that seems you're right. Eight and eight is probably. I would I would go with that. There are there are some winnable games even with those uh those shots on defense they took. Yeah, I I think there's enough talent too on defense on the defense to make up. They just won't be as good as they were last year. They were excellent. Hmm. I don't know, I just, I get stuck in these things with teams, like, a team who's, like, bad for so long, or just, not necessarily bad, but so mediocre for so long, I I will see them as mediocre for, like, a couple years into them being good. (laughs) That's how it is with me. That's how it is with the the Cardinals. That's the way I see them, and the way I see the Bengals, like, oh, Bengals fucking suck, because they were so bad for so long, (laughs) and that's just how they'll always be. Sorry, buddy. I'm here. That's why I'm here. No, so. ah, that's why you're, you're. I breathe a bit of fucking reality into this podcast. Because <laughs> according to you and Drew, it'd be Packers versus Patriots every year. That's the only good team. <laughs> no, no, there's no way. The the Packers maybe will be a wild card this year. Yeah, you know, maybe. Well, no, we, we got time for the North. So now, yeah. now to the big teams and the. Uh, San Fran? Yeah, I think San Fran's the clear-cut number two right now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what worries me about San Fran this season, and I'm not as high on them as I normally am, is that they won't have Bowman for probably half the season. He's still recovering from that leg injury. Uh, they probably won't have Alden Smith for half a year as well for suspension. I mean, that's that's got to be coming any day now. And Justin Smith has lost a little bit on defense. Uh, they have a brand new, they have brand new cornerbacks. So there's definitely some transition. Uh, Patrick Willis has lost a step. So they won't be as strong defensively as they normally are. Mm. So offensively, there is a potential for them to finally be some huge, huge juggernaut this season. I think. If only they could have the two at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's tough. Yeah. Cause they've been so good defensively the last three or four years. And the offense has still been trying to figure out exactly what it is. And they still manage to win games, even though they're kind of in that, like, transition process. But they finally, you think they finally got the offense figured out, and now the defense takes a real big step yeah, back. Yeah. It, it just feels like they're just going to be another, they're going to be a really good team again. They just won't have enough to beat the better teams, which, which is, you know, sad for the Niner fan. I mean, I'm not shedding tears. But right. I think... This is such an important year in the in the forty nine er organization. You know, is is Cap? Does Cap take that next step to where he's this super accurate quarterback capable of leading a team instead of being sort of this uh, uh, Christ? What's the word I'm looking for? This <laughs> I have no I idea. I can't even think of the word. What the hell? But he's sort of like he's a luxury. A, he's a luxury. You know what I mean? You can have like Cap is a like you can afford to build with him because the parts around him are so good. See, I don't really, I don't really see it that way. You put you put Cap on the Browns 
or you put Kappa on uh, any other bad team, like Falcons, and he's still, like, he still will be, like, a really good quarterback. You put him on the Cowboys, probably win 10 games. Yeah, I just, I've seen, you see, like, snippets, and you're right, he's he has to take that next step, but I don't see him as a luxury. I just see him as that guy who's, like, on the cusp. Like, he's right there, uh, like, because you see flashes of brilliance from the kid. I mean, he runs for over 100 yards every time they play the Packers. And uh, he still he can pass the ball. He can pass for 300 yards a game at the same time. The the kid, he he's super natural. I'm, I'm a huge cap. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge cap backer. I'm in the cap, and I love cap. He's one of my, fa- one of my favorite players to watch. But there's, un- there's no doubt he has to improve as a passer. There's no doubt that this Niner team has been good enough the last few seasons to really, as long as you're not some schlub at quarterback, they're going to be in the NFC title game. They can get to the Super Bowl. And I don't think the pieces around him are that good enough anymore. So where he, if they want to get to the level they've been at the last few seasons, he has to be the reason. And I think he can do it. I've seen signs that he can do it. But it's still a question mark right now. And there's so many other teams that don't have those question marks. But just, yeah. just based off what, who they are and what they've done, and my faith in Kaepernick, I'm going to pick them to go 11-5 this season. Because wow. if it wasn't for that, it wasn't for Cap, if Alex Smith was still the quarterback, this team would be looking at 7-9 and nine right now. Wow. That's nuts. They've, they've taken it, a hit, man. He seems like he does have that ability that they could win any game as long as he's quarterback. Because yeah, he, he makes plays happen yeah. uh, with his legs a lot. He's great in great moving in the pocket, but... He has to now be able to fit those throws in tight windows. You know, Cap's accuracy can can waver during games. You know? Let's see what the comments are saying: ten and six, eleven and five, thirteen and three. <laughs> easy, 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 Charlie. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna say ten and six. Yeah, I think that's about right. Um, kind of more of a pessimistic look at it than you, but you know, ten and six is still really good. That's still um, wild card. In this in this division or in this, it's going to be the wild card in the NFC. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you ain't in a division at ten and six in the West or the uh-huh. NFC North. So Seahawks champs. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk Seahawks going back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, let me tell you something. I watched every Seahawk game about a week ago, and yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a team so dominant on defense in my life. Everything. I, Anytime an off, offense moved the ball against them, it was like checkdowns to the running back, running the ball, and screens. I, could, I couldn't count 10 plays where someone just went down the sideline for a big 30-yard gain or passed the ball for a 50-yard touchdown completion. It was amazing how they just were so balanced throughout that defense. The defensive line was excellent. They constantly got to the quarterback. The linebackers were fast and could cover and we all know about the LOB. Um, do, do you know the offense that looked the best against them last year? Who looked the best? Not how I got the most yards and none of that stuff, but looked the best? Who? The Vikings. Really? Yeah. Why? Because they, <laughs> they feared Adrian Peterson so much that Ponder actually had some play action stuff that could work. And you would see like the Seattle defense kind of scramble or freeze, just like – not move the right way or hesitate. Which, when you watch every game, you're just like, they never look like that. They're always going right to the ball. They're always like in the right position. So 
this team to me defensively is excellent and offensively I know we have bold predictions next week here's a bold prediction Russell Wilson will be the best quarterback not named Rodgers or Peyton Manning this season what about Tom Brady he's going to be better than Tom Brady yes wow that is a bold prediction because last week we were talking about how good the Patriots are going to yeah, be. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> and it's not a knock on Brady. This is just how great Russell Wilson's going to be, I think. I have fell in love with this guy. I think he's the Steve Young of today's NFL. He's mobile. He makes magic happen. He can throw the deep ball. His deep ball is ridiculous. I didn't see, I have not seen so many one-on-one jump ball catches by receivers. Sure, a lot of them are one on one, but still. I mean, how, how he's five eleven, right? Yeah, something like that. How can you get so much power in those tiny little arms? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I this guy—it's just amazing. It's amazing what he did last season. I just watching him play, you're just like, holy, holy hell! This guy is great. Not good. He's great. This, oh. Yeah, to, that, I mean, this team, this is the next dynasty. Pete Carroll's the next Bill Belichick. Really? Wow, look at you. Yeah. Bro, predict that. I think so. I think he is. Uh, he. I mean, if you follow it, it's kind of like the same path that Bill Belichick took in a way. Look at you. you know, Pete Carroll came into the NFL, was not very good, went back down to college, came back to the NFL, and now he's fucking, he, he picked up a, trick or two, I guess, in college, because now he's fucking amazing. He's an amazing coach. Well, he can legally play the players in, in NFL. Hi-yo! Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, Bill Belichick coached the Browns. was not good. No. Uh, I don't know. What did he do after they went to the Browns? He, went the, he was the defensive coordinator for the Jets. Okay. And then after that, hired hired with the Patriots. Mid-season, right? Uh, no, he. Uh, it's a great story. <laughs> Bill Parcells was the coach of the Jets, uh-huh. and Bill Belichick has been his defensive coordinator pretty much everywhere he has gone up to that point. Uh, and Bill Parcells quit, and at the press conference, they were going to announce Bill Belichick was the heir apparent. <laughs> right? <laughs> but instead of him announcing that he's the heir apparent, he announced that he was he was leaving the Jets. <laughs> He's such a badass. It's like, nah, I'm not taking this job. I'm, I'm going to go to New England. And everyone's like, huh? Like, <laughs> oh, so. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Uh, Bill Bel- okay, a lot of people harp on Bill Belichick because he's a cold, heartless bastard. But, but I love the dude. I think he's awesome. He's got that kind of like old, crotchety old man sort of <laughs> outlook on life. Rarely ever smiles. He smiles about every time we see Haley's Comet. <laughs> I bet he is a, a a blast to hang out with, though. You know, yeah, I yeah. Bet he's just like he's that guy at the dinner table. Like, look at those motherfuckers over there. He's probably probably racist <laughs> as fuck. God, Mexicans keep sneaking over the border. Why don't we put a damn wall up? We're, we're never drafting another Mexican. You see what the last one did? Fucking killed three guys. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Bill Belichick undertone racism. This is what happens when you're not here, Drew. This is what happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, back to the Seahawks. Uh, they have a 
their losses, they lost uh, Brandon Browner. But they have Byron Maxwell. He should step in. He's he's a good corner. They they didn't have Brandon Browner for a good part of last season. Yeah, so. yeah. But, uh, they lost they lost a nickel back, Walter Thurman. He's he's really good in the nickel. But this team is yeah. so deep, and they just they have a good program. They develop players that they'll find a guy to step in. And I, I can't remember his name, but whatever. Who's the defensive coordinator for the Seahawks? Oh, it used to be Gus Bradley. I just read an article on this guy. He's some like super anal film nut. Let me get his name up. I, I should know this offhand, but I don't. Gus Bradley was last year, though? No, he was the year before. He was oh, okay. kind of instituted the uh, the system they have now. He's coaching Jacksonville. so yeah, Good choice, Gus. You made a, you made a good choice. Right. It's probably better to to stay with the Seahawks a little longer than take this, uh, the Jaguar job. So. Uh-huh, yeah. It just he's probably shooting himself in the foot. Just Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn is his name. Okay, never heard of him. But uh, Seahawks, yeah, I think the NFC goes to them. I can't see them if they were playing in an easier division in an easier conference. I'd have them slated for fourteen and two, but they don't. So I have them at twelve and four. I'm looking at their schedule and trying to decide which of the teams they play has a good running back. And they, because apparently they're scared of that. And let's see, they play the Eagles week 14. No, they were scared of Adrian Peterson. They weren't scared of running backs. It was a, like Adrian Peterson had that much respect. They, the running backs, I mean. But I think LaShawn McCoy could garner respect like that. He, they're, oh, they're different types of runner, but, but still. Redskins, the Alfred Morris. Um... Frank Gore, I think he's lost his step. He doesn't quite have it anymore. I think they're slowly they'll start slowly phasing him out of the offense this year a little bit more. Yeah, I I mean dude, the only the only good running back that I can see on here that they play is Lashawn McCoy. <laughs> so I mean, fifteen and one, <laughs> fourteen and two, fourteen and two. I'm serious. Dude. I, I I believe you. And they're go, they'll go back to the Super Bowl. They'll play the Patriots. Yeah. That'll be a good. That'll be a good showdown. Ooh, that would be a great game. Oh my god, that'd be crazy if back to back years they shut down the two best quarterbacks of the last decade that, in the Super Bowl. That would be that'd be a story, huh? That would be an amazing story. Because uh, those two guys have been battling each other for like the last decade, as far as like who's the best quarterback, and then this team sort of just kind of you know creeping up in the background and. Fucking hits them both in the Super Bowl, shuts them down, forty nine to three or whatever the score is going to be. <laughs> yeah. Just absolutely destroy the Patriots in the Super yeah, Bowl. That would be something. I don't think the Patriots have the weapons to beat them in offense at all. You would have to say that they like if that happened, like if they went to back to back Super Bowls and beat Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, big like the greatest team of all time. They're in that conversation, man. They would have to be. They're in there. Especially in the passing era. Like, this isn't 15, 20 years ago when you can grab guys and stuff like that and hit guys in the helmet over the middle and make receivers intimidated. This is a whole new league. Mm. All right. Well, let's, so we got 14 and 2 or 15 and 1. Final word in Seahawks. Yeah, that's mine. What, no, which one? You got, you got to pick one. They can't, they can't. <sighs> pick one. Ah. I'll go to say, I'll go 14 and 2. Okay. 15 and 1 is real tough yeah. to do. <laughs> Four, as if fourteen and two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fourteen and two, I think. Okay, so we're gonna go to NFC South now. 
or as I like to call it, the coin flip division. Because <laughs> you can put, generally, every year put these teams in a pot and flip coins and figure out. Or, well, you wouldn't flip a coin if they're in a pot. You'd draw names off the hat. So, <laughs> But generally, it's a topsy-turvy division. Uh, Saints are generally pretty good, and there's like one other team that steps up. So, which I think is the same thing this year. Um, I think this. Let's start from the bottom. Who do you think's on bottom? The Panthers. Falcon. You whoa. Yeah. 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 Whoa. All right. We'll start with the Panthers. I think the Panthers' defense will be pretty good. I don't think they'll be as good as they were last year. I don't know how they can be. Last year they were just amazing. Uh, they had a great pass rush. Greg Hardy's going to miss some time, it looks like, for threatening his girlfriend with death. <laughs> That's pretty, pretty serious. Holy shit. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, but really the main thing when you talk about this team is the offense and their lack of anybody named Cam Newton that's any good. Um, um, who, who did, okay, they lost Steve Smith. They lost Brandon LaFell. Mm-hmm. Uh, who they got at running back? D'Angelo Williams, Jonathan Stewart. They're still alive okay. somehow. Yeah, they're okay. They're all right. They're good tandem. Yeah, but uh, who who's catching the ball? <laughs> they have like Jericho Cotri and Jason Avant from the Eagles last year. Okay, Jason Avant is he's a decent number two, number three. Uh, dear uh, Jericho Cotri. Um, also, decent number two <laughs> So now all of a sudden, these decent number threes, they're really threes. They're bad, they're horrible ones, bad twos, mediocre threes. Now these guys are one and two on the depth chart. Unless they make, like, some sort of blockbuster trade, pick somebody up. Excuse me. Uh, so, <laughs> anyway, the Panthers... I can't see them having any explosive plays on the perimeters. Uh, this, this is a team I just can't see consistently moving the ball up and down the field. I mean, you're just going to put eight in a box against them and just say, okay, let's see how long it takes for Jericho Cotri to get open. Let's see how long it takes for Jason Vaughn to break press coverage. Like, Jason Vaughn couldn't just barely in the Eagles rotation last year. And they do not have an easy schedule before they're by either. No, th- this team has screwed Cam Newton royally because their cap situation is, is hell, so they can't really add pieces, any big pieces. They have to, like, scour the waiver wire and hope they can figure something out. People are saying fucking 12-4, and four, maybe 13-3. and three. They have to be a Panther fan. Dude, 11-5? and five? Get the fuck out of here. I think there's a team that came up on people last year. They surprised everyone. They went 12-4. and four. And this year, I don't think they have that element of surprise. Or the... Bless you. Sorry, I tried to turn away, but I couldn't. Or, or the players good enough offensively to even stay at 500. I think, Cam, yeah. I think Cam will have his worst season ever. I think he'll, statistically, I think he'll figure out ways to score touchdowns. He'll run a lot more. That means they get hit a lot more. I just, I just see this team being absolutely horrible, dreadful. Yeah, yeah, they're really going to need somebody to step up. 
uh, as far as receivers go. Someone needs to turn a leaf, you know, again, <laughs> take that number one spot and really be good at it. But I don't, I don't think Jericho Cotri or Jason. Abba no, has it no, in. they they do not have it in them unless they take steroids, which like unless they start PED and there's no way. I don't think either of those guys will finish the season with the team. How about that? Like that's how bad they are. Wow. Yeah, that's. I didn't think about all those things. <laughs> they also have, but they've got all this like unrest in the offensive line. They've got new players coming in. I mean, Greg Olson's there. He's all right. They're hoping yeah, okay. they're hoping Kevin Benjamin, the rookie wide receiver, can you know, moss the world. But I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Dude, that's yeah. Their defense needs to do needs to be outstanding this year. And in a division where they play. Julio Jones and Drew Brees and Josh McCown. I'm just kidding about the last guy, but <laughs> <laughs> they'll be tested. Who do they play? What division do they play this year in the AFC? Uh, in the AFC, it looks like, hold on, let me see, AFC North? Yeah, AFC North. Oh, those are... Those are so now they have played those are some tough divisional teams. I mean, the Steelers, Ravens, Browns, and Bengals. I yeah, I cannot see them. Te- I cannot see the Panthers scoring consistently against either of those teams. They play the AFC North and the NFC North. So they won't be good enough offensively to score on the good defenses, and I don't think their defense will be good enough to hold down the high flying offenses of the AFC North, which has probably the most offensive weapons in any division. I don't think that their offense will be good enough to score against the bad defenses, like the bad secondary for the Lions, uh, the bad defense of the Bucks, the Falcons. I don't think that... And then the good defense... The Seahawks are going to have a fucking field day on in Week 8 with them. Like, the, they might put in their second strings to start. <laughs> and we'll, 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 we'll really start playing in the fourth quarter, see if we can... Keep these guys on the twenty with the backups. I think this team is just—it's sad because I'm a bit, I'm a scam Newton guy. I came around. I love this game, but uh, this ain't the year, Charlie. Yeah, what they do have going for them is uh, a late buy, and then four out of the last five weeks are winnable games. And they may get Ron Rivera fired. They can re- bring in a real coach. So. <laughs> Well, what did they start out? 0-3 last year and picked it up out of nowhere? Or 0-6? I don't oh, know. They, they, started, they, were like, they started up bad. 1-3 or something like that? And then, yeah, just out of nowhere, they fucking came and started tearing people up. But, I mean, the last five weeks of the season, they got Vikings, Saints, Bucks, Browns, Falcons. Four out of the five games there are, are winnable. I think they could be winnable for teams with a better offense, but not with – I mean, they're going to have like a 1980s NFL offense. And that 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 ain't that ain't getting it done, Jack. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, I mean, is Julio Jones supposed to be healthy this year now? Yeah, definitely. And Roddy White. Yeah, they're they're both going to be okay. So the Falcons are going to be they should be back to at least form like eight and eight maybe. That's yeah, that's tough. I'm gonna say. I mean, you're right, dude. This this team could go three and thirteen. Yeah, definitely four and twelve easily, easily. Yeah, they play some tough teams. Because I think once things start going bad, Cam's the type of player. You know, they're going to go real bad. 
You don't think you don't think Cam will be able to keep it together if the team starts falling apart? I think statistically he may be able to like be decent, but I don't think he's the type of leader to like, hey guys, they're we're one in five, season's still going. You know, it's gonna be like, damn these mm. damn these guys suck. I need better players around me. <laughs> Maybe I can go to Miami with Dwayne. Oh wait, sorry, it's another sport. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right. I'm taking my talents to South Beach. Motherfucker. Really? You're going to play for the Dolphins? <laughs> <laughs> so let's get to the Bucks now. I think with Bucks. Yeah, I'd say Bucks are probably the second worst team in this division. Well, this team last year, let's see, they have talent. Last year they had some talent. They, sh- they got badass New Jerseys this year, so... Have you seen their jerseys? Yeah, it reminds me of like the XFL on crack, on steroids. So that was fucking sick, dude. And another thing, okay, I really like the Jaguars new jerseys too that they introduced last year. I like, I like their two tone helmets. Their weird fucking different colored shoulders. <laughs> the rest of their jerseys, I'm I'm into it. I like that their their numbers look like a bunch of swords. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. I can get behind that. <laughs> I think for us older folk, it's just a it's a lot on the eyes. It's just a lot going on there, especially when it's really sunny in Jacksonville. It's like oh, so I watched them play the Titans last year. My right retinas start to burn because it's just so so many colors, so bright. Mm. But you know, whatever. When you when you stink and you got to get you know some influx of cash, you have to do crazy things that way. You know, right? You won't see the. I've always, I've, always, I've always liked the Buccaneers. I've always liked them. So let's talk about no, the Buccaneers then. Uh, let's see. Well, first I want to go through the comments. Yeah. We got a uh, ten, uh, 10 and 6 with a playoff win. That's a, that's a, one of the comments. My guy uh, who goes to Florida Technical College. I think, um, <laughs> the playoff win part may be a little too much, but you know, I guess if Ele- everyone 11 and well. 5. Oh, Jesus. 11 and 5 and we win one playoff game. 16 and 0. 10 and 6 are better. 9 and 7. 12 and 4. Jesus, you guys are fucking... Oh, Don't they God. smoke a lot of bath salts in Florida? Isn't that like a thing down there? Yeah. Um, do, you, do you smoke bath salts? I don't even know how you ingest that sort of stuff. Uh, you can't chew them. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> You're all day, right? <laughs> you, I, you take a bath with the bath salts in, and then you drink the water? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and you know people from Florida don't shower, so... It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, we just lost the whole demographic. Whole fucking well, everybody sort of shutting it off right now. The Bucks themselves, uh, they brought in Josh McCown as a quarterback. So not bad. He's he's you know lower mid tier. I think they're hoping to rekindle some of the magic he had with uh, the big wide receivers that the Bears had, Alshon and Brandon Marshall. Yeah, uh, that's why they drafted Mike Evans out of Texas A and M. He's six five, and Vincent Jackson's six five. Like these are big, huge targets. Hey, Josh, just get it somewhere near their faces, and they'll jump up and catch it somehow. Who do they got lining up in the slot for him? Uh I think it's going to be either Chris Owasui and Lewis Murphy. Like they'll they'll figure out a nice little. Okay. I, I think that's still an open competition. I don't know who those guys are. Ah, uh, Lewis Murphy played for the Raiders. I do not know who Chris Owasui is. Uh, <clears throat> well, I mean, as long as that rookie wide receiver can do can do something, you know, then they might have a little bit of something on offense. Uh, running back, 
Cadillac Williams, right? No, not. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when he was hot shit for like five weeks. <laughs> he, he did have a great name, though. I mean, that was an awesome name for running back, Cadillac. Yeah, Cadillac Williams. But no, I think this is the type of team on offense. You could see if everything went well, there's possibility here. But that means everything has to go right. That means they're shaky offensive line at the guards have to be really have to do really well. Doug Martin has to sort of repeat his first season that he had and not just get all his yards in one game and drop a fifty burger on me in week twelve to get into the playoffs and destroy my team and my hopes. Um <laughs> I should like poo in a bag and send to Doug Martin. I will forever hate you. Um defensively, there's a lot of talent in at certain positions. Like Levante David may have been the best linebacker in the league last year. Uh, Alternative and Werner, they brought in. Is Deshaun Golston. He still has something left. Uh, Gerald McCoy might be the best tackle. So they have probably have the best tackle, the best linebacker. A pretty decent secondary, I'd say. I mean, hopefully it's not too much Mike Jenkins. Hopefully someone can beat him out because, you know, I'm not a big Mike Jenkins guy. I saw him play Dallas. He has no heart. Quitter. Um, <laughs> I Michael Johnson, from since they got from Cincinnati. He's a really, really, really good. He's a really good athlete, and you hope that him playing besides McCoy unleashes him to be like a dominant pass rusher. Okay. I think the Bucks, if things went well, could go ten and six. If things went well, wow. But they're the Bucks, and things generally don't go well. So <laughs> I see, <laughs> I see eight and eight in the team's future this year. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Eight and eight, seven and nine. You know, tough division. I play the, like a, the AFC North and the NFC North. Those are two very strong divisions. I think I think the the AFC North is going to be deceptively strong this oh, year. Oh, definitely. Um, <laughs> the schedule does not look easy at all. <laughs> we win in week one and week two, and then. Week eight, like that's, that's. I mean, they got they got a mid season buy. They buy in week seven, so second half of the year, I see maybe three winnable games. If they had an elite quarterback, if you could tell me Josh McCown was going to be the same player he was last year, they could win this. They could they could go ten and six, eleven five. They're mm. a team I think that's a year away or a great quarterback away from being really really good. What about Josh Freeman? Why don't they get him back? So the Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Uh, yeah, I'm bringing up their schedule I've, right I've now. gone back and forth with the Falcons a lot this offseason. Um, I believe I have a theory, like, if you have a, great, a good quarterback and good wide receivers, you can always do well in this league. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But besides Matt Ryan, Leo Jones... And Roddy White, if he still got something left, which he should, he, he seemed to be all right. Who the hell else is doing anything on this team? They got Steven Jackson still. He, I, he's done, dude. He's finished to me. I think he's absolutely got, finished. I got Steven Jackson. I think Devontae Freeman, the rookie they drafted out of Florida State, by the end of the season will be the number one back. Who? Devontae Freeman. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't. 
actually, I don't know a lot about the Falcons. All I know is they got Matty Ice, mm-hmm. who I think um, isn't as good as everybody thinks he is. No, definitely not. Uh, he doesn't deserve all the hype he, he gets. The two great wide receivers, Roddy White and um, God damn it, Julio Jones. Julio Jones. Um, aside from that, you know, I can't really think of any other offensive. Uh, and Antonio Gonzalez is he still? No, did he retire yet? He officially retired. Okay, so they're without uh, a good tight end. They lost a left tackle. Uh, he tore his ACL or Patel tendon or something like that. So they moved Jake Matthews, the rookie, over to left tackle, who was going to be right tackle this season. So they're a little down offensive line. They're, they can't really get to the quarterback still. They couldn't stop the run last year, but they brought in uh, defensive ends that are better against the run. Um, I Linebackers are subpar. I don't see one playmaker in the linebacking core. The best part of the defense are the corners. Josh Wilson and uh, Desmond Trufant. Um, besides that, I they got to win shootouts. I mean, that's what's going to happen. They're, they're, yeah, they got to win a lot of shootouts. They're going to be in some high-scoring games. The they play the Saints. That's going to be a high-scoring game. The Bears. That'll be another high-scorer. Lions. Packers. These games could all be like forty-five to forty. Yeah, again, and you have to wonder where this team's confidence is a year after just being destroyed by the injury bug and by NFL teams. Like mm, I had them, I think I had them playing the Texans in the Super Bowl last year. That was my pick, Ooh. and both Ooh. of those teams were terrible. They want to combine six games, those teams. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Let's see. We got people saying in the comments here, 10 and 6, hashtag rise up. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, three, no. 13 and 3, you make me 14 re- and 2. You make me want to root against your team when you hashtag. Oh, God. We're besides 74 Dolphins, the 2014 Falcons taking the title. <laughs> people are fucking ridiculous. Um, I think this team maxes out 11 and 5, but I see them going 9 and 7 and missing the playoffs. I just don't think they have enough weapons on the defensive end to mm. compensate the fact that their offense, while while they'll be good, they won't be you know prolific and all time great. And I think if this team wins eleven games; they need to be all time great. I don't. I'm gonna say eight and eight, mm. eight and eight, seven and nine. You know, it's. I mean, they'll bounce back a little bit from last year, but. You know, with what you're saying about their offense and their defense, it's just it's not looking good for you guys, Falcons fans out there. I'm sorry, Falcons fans. I wish I could say better things about you. you used to be my second favorite team. Really? Used to be. Yeah. Yeah, I had a, uh, I had a uh, Chris Chan- Falcons blanket. A Chris Chandler jersey? Did you have a Chris Chandler jersey? No, I never had a never had a jersey. Tony Banks. Tony Banks. <laughs> I had a uh, I had a, a blanket. Uh, a Falcons blanket and Jay Feely, the kicker, used to play for him. He's married to a, a girl that lives in the hometown, or grew up in the hometown where I went to high school, and so he came to the school one one year and gave a speech on bullying and stuff. Got his autograph, lost it, but you know he's a cool guy. So I was, I you know I was a fan. I don't really, I don't like, I don't Matt, I don't like Matt Ryan. I think that's what it boils down to. Mm. <clears throat> I think he's. So. I think he's a good leader. I just don't think he's a great quarterback. Yeah. 
mean, he's not a terrible quarterback. No, no. He's definitely in that next tier below Russell Wilson and Peyton Manning. And- no, he's he's not, like, second-tier elite, dude. He's, like, lower mid-tier. Wow, we got him in the mid-tier? Yeah, he's, I don't think he's, I mean, he's, no. I don't, I, see, I don't have him in the same class as, like, like, to me, like, there's the elite, you got Russell Wilson, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Drew Brees. Those are the five best quarterbacks in the NFL. Agreed. And then you got the the second tier, which is, like, Kaepernick, Cutler, Stafford. Do you think, uh, Sta- you think Stafford's better than Matt Ryan? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. I, I disagree with you on that. Way better. I disagree. I, I understand. I mean, I, I, I can't make a super huge argument for Matt Ryan. He has, I mean, the most I can say is stats. When you look in the playoffs, the team hasn't done well. I, I mean, I think you give Matt Ryan, Calvin Johnson, I think he can put up just some sick numbers as well. I think yeah, but I I don't think it's only I, Calvin Johnson isn't the only reason Matt Ryan or uh, Matt Stafford's good. I mean, I think so. Uh, well, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's, let's, before we go like 20 minutes on Matt Ryan versus Matt Stafford, let's go to the Saints. Okay. Yeah. Saints. I think the Saints will win this division. Really? I mean, yeah. <laughs> we got a team. I mean, Drew Brees. We got a team Drew Brees is eight awesome. and eight. <laughs> Four and twelve and nine and seven. I'd hope the Saints could somehow top. <laughs> the Saints are always good, as long as as long as Drew Brees is there. The Saints have been good, so yeah, they'll win the division. I mean, this is a, this is a, a Super Bowl contending team. Uh, there's no doubt they've gotten much better on the defensive end. Uh, Rob Ryan worked miracles last year. They brought in uh, Javarius Bird. Excuse me, Jarius Bird. Jarius Bird. Jarius. Terrible. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. Adding syllables. <laughs> it it helps me slow down when I add a syllable. But anyway, uh, they might have the best safety combo in the league. Corners corners leave a little bit, you know, to be desired. But you can hide them with great safeties, over-the-top help. Uh, Cameron Jordan's just a damn good player. He's a star. I think they're... Plus, mixing them, mixing them in with Rex Ryan's genius, this defense. I'm excuse me, Rob Ryan's genius. This defense mm-hmm. can continue to be a top ten in the league, and if they're if they're top ten, they're going to win twelve games because the offense year after year just you know continues to dominate at home mainly now, but still continues to be a force no matter where they're at. Yeah, I Jimmy Graham probably catches twenty touchdowns and. Drew Brees is over forty, and no one, everyone, get pissed that they have a Saints wide receiver on their roster because one week he'll catch three touchdowns, the next week he'll catch three passes. <laughs> so they game plan really well. That's what that yeah. is. <laughs> they find the weak points of the opponent's defense and they, they exploit it. And they're a pretty boring uh, team to talk about. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, what? There's not much else to say. Good defense, Drew Brees. <laughs> I mean. Drew Brees makes makes receivers look really, really good, regardless of their skill level. Robert Meacham, who couldn't do anything last year with the Chargers and now has found his way back home, so Yeah. That's good. It's, I think the only part of this team where you have some questions are the running back position. But, you know, they don't really run the ball. 
No, they just throw they throw the ball to the running back. <laughs> uh, dude lose Darren Sproles and sort of Drew Brees' safety blanket, but he didn't have much of impact. Like I said, yeah, this is a boring team. No one wants to talk about them. Uh, I'd say eleven and five. Yeah, yeah, I'll say eleven and five, ten and six. They, I, their schedule even is just like they could, they could beat all of these teams any given week. Like the only real tough, tough games I see is the 49ers, uh, Packers, and Lions. Where's that 49ers game at? Uh, it's in New Orleans. Oh boy, it's gonna be tough. Yeah. What week? So what week. I'm, week ten. Okay, so maybe Bowman will be back. Maybe Alvin Smith will be back. So hopefully. Yeah, this is, I mean, but aside from that, I don't really, you know, Bears, Lions, Packers, and 49ers. Bengals might surprise them. Steelers might surprise them. But, I mean, they could win any of these games all year. They they have, like, a pretty, like, a decently easy schedule. I, I mean, I disagree a little bit. I think the AFC North is going to be a lot better, so I think they'll lose five games. I mean, I think but there's definitely no killer stretch or, you know, there's no... Right. It's every, all the hard teams are pretty evenly spaced out. Uh, they do play Lions, Packers, Panthers, 49ers, Bengals, Ravens, Steelers, all in consecutive order. But of those, only two of them are not in New Orleans. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, that- they play three straight home games, 49ers, Bengals, Ravens. Wow, did, they must have... That's like an apology from Roger Goodell for spitting Sean Payton. Holy heck. Yeah. You get all those teams and only get to go on the road twice? Oh. Yep. Uh, one thing going against them is they do have an early bye, so they might be kind of tired going into the playoffs. But they close out the year. Panthers, Bears, Falcons, Buccaneers. Mm. Two home and two away. All right. <sighs> yeah, 10-6, 11-5. and six, 11 and five. I got 11-5. Eleven and five. We're agreeing a lot. I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> our biggest. I think we're gonna have some disagreements when it comes to the NFC North. I think that's gonna be our really. That's gonna be a lot of debate in that division. But yeah, yeah we will. Next up, <laughs> the NFC East. Oh yeah, we got one more division before we get to talk about the North. Okay, so talking about the worst team in this division, the Giants. Uh yeah, I'm gonna go Giants, and I'm not just being a biased Cowboy fan. I really think the Giants are just gonna be. A dreadful team. Not, yeah. I, I don't think they're going to go out each week and get beat 35-3, because they have a good defense. They have a really good secondary, uh, but they cannot rush the passer somehow. JPP has stopped taking the roids or the Haitian voodoo <laughs> or whatever he was doing. They have a terrible <laughs> linebacking core, but they're good against the run. Their offensive line is just, as they like to say here in New York, they're in flux which means they're terrible. <laughs> uh, their first-round pick, Odell Beckham, has not gotten on the field yet. Uh, Eli Manning is adjusting to a new offense for the first time in 10 years. He looks uncomfortable, to say, to put it, to put it lightly. Uh, Rashard Jennings is a running back, which he's a possible, you know, Giants do really well with running backs. They tend to get the most out of everyone. You know? uh, but... I can't see how this team each week is operating on all cylinders and able to beat teams consistently. Uh, I've, I mean, it's it's always been the thing with the Giants where they'll start out the season two and six, you know, 
three and three and uh, three and five, and then just fucking went out second half of the season and go into the playoffs. That was not the case last year. No. But before that, that's just how Tom Coughlin operates. He just gets halfway through the season. Everybody's like, oh, he's getting fired. He's on the hot seat. And then he just turns it around and they go to the Super Bowl and beat the undefeated <laughs> New England Patriots. Here's the thing. Here's a little tidbit, though. The Giants have not made the playoffs in four out of the last five years. That's crazy. It's crazy to think about. You see, the thing, they won those two Super Bowls, so there's almost like this illusion of how great the Giants have been. They've been a really a all-or-nothing team. And if they don't win the Super Bowl, they really haven't done much, and I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. Oh, there's no so, way. So, in keeping with tradition, they can't. They won't be very good. I can't see them going more than five. I cannot see this team winning more than six games. No, I mean and they can beat the Texans in Week Three. I don't think they can beat the Texans. I, I can't. I don't. I don't see it. I can't. I know you don't, no. but you are way higher up on the Texans than I am. So. Yeah, the Texans, that's a winnable game. Redskins, winnable. They'll spl- they could split with the Redskins this year. Um, they could split with the Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys have won three of the last four. But they could split with them, yeah. They'll beat the Titans and the Jaguars. So, yeah. Five, five and 11, Six. four and 12. Yeah, this, this is a bad football team. Eli's looked terrible in the preseason. I'm not a preseason guy, but... When a guy's learning a new offense after 10 years and the team is openly speaking about how the offense needs to be better and the, and then the next preseason game afterwards, they don't look much better, and, uh, <laughs> I'm starting to worry about them. But not, I personally enjoy the Giants being terrible, but I'm a unbiased person. The Giants, you know, next. Yeah, next, please. Uh, we got the Redskins, which, by the way, what are they going? Are they just going by the Washington football team this year? I'm going Washington football team. I'm jumping on the bandwagon. Uh, Uh, I don't know. Should we put the Redskins here over the Cowboys? I got to put the Cowboys here. I just, I mean, really, you think that the Cowboys are going to be worse than the Redskins? Well, actually, yeah, probably. (laughs) Thinking about it now, yeah, you're probably right. Sean Lee is out. <laughs> Marcus Lawrence, our rookie's out for how long? I don't know. Say so hopefully he'll be back by the time the season starts. But here's the, the Cowboys are such a dichotomy. On offense, they are excellent, like excellent. They have a good receiving core with Cole Beasley, Terrence Williams, Des Bryant, Jason Whitman. They might have the best offensive line in, the, in football. Like, there's no doubt that offensive line is damn good. And whether people like to admit it or not, Tony Romo is a good he quarterback. He is a good quarterback. I wouldn't take him, you know, down six, got to go get a touchdown, no. But first three and a half quarters of a game, the guy is damn good. He's excellent. <laughs> He's up there with mm-hmm. it. Marco Murray was the most underrated running back in the league last year. I'll agree with that. And there is talent all over that offense. But the thing is, the defense is putrid. I mean, all-time terrible. And in a league where we saw the best offense go up against the best defense in the Super Bowl last year, and the best offense couldn't do anything. Yeah. This. Let me tell you something. Let me say. Let me get me real close to the microphone right now. Morris Claiborne. The six, the six overall pick from two drafts ago, who we traded up, is terrible. 
Brandon Carr, the guy we gave $40 million to, he's terrible. We still don't have any safeties. We have Jason Durant at linebacker. No offense. He's horrible. Ernie Sims, we've downgraded from Ernie Sims at linebacker somehow. <laughs> if you can name three people on the defensive line, I'll give you 100 bucks right now. Not you personally. I'm talking about the Cowboys because they could use it to pay for a new yes. defensive lineman. <laughs> when you read the Cowboy previews or you know, you listen to the Cowboy coaching staff, the guys talk about how we can be better, and everyone's like, "Oh, you know, um, Rod Marinelli. We hope he can get the most out of these players." Like George Selby, Henry Melton. Nick Hayden, and Jeremy Mincy. Have you heard of any of these players before? Uh-uh. Exactly. Exactly. This, this team, the linebacking core is Bruce Carter, Jason Durant, and Kyle Wilbur. Oh, how I miss you, Ernie Sims. How I miss you, Dick. <laughs> Ernie Sims used to be my favorite player when he was drafted by the Lions. I just can't see how they can stop anyone. I mean, they let's... Rod Marinelli is some defensive genius, which he is. He's a damn. He needs to be Belichickian this year schematically for the Cowboys to win. What is what is with the Cowboys picking up all Detroit's dirty laundry? Because you got Rod Marinelli, former coach, Scott Linehan, former offensive coordinator, God. God. Jason Durant, Ernie Sims, Yep, yep, Ernie Sims. <laughs> I mean, you can have them. These guys are fucking scrubs. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. yeah. And like I said last week, you got what you have to look forward to is Scott Linehan as your play caller is a draw play on third and 15. But he can't he, – even him, even the, the horrible Scott Linehan cannot stop this offense. I think this offense will be top four in the league. Wow. They're, they are talented, they're deep, and they have a great offensive line. So you think it's going to be a bunch of shootouts again? Every game. For this team. Oh, yeah. 30, every game is 30-plus. Well, if it's going to be shootouts, I'm looking at this and seeing the less talented offenses, like the Giants and the Jaguars. <clears throat> the Well, the Redskins have a decent offense. Oh, yeah. They'll kill us. Uh, Texans, not no. such a good offense. Rams, not such a good offense. Titans, not such a good offense. These, I, I mean, I could, I see them. They could win seven. Oh yeah, they could go eight and eight again this Definitely. year. Definitely, I see eight and eight. But eight and eight is not going to get done in this division this year. Definitely not. No, but I think eight and eight doesn't do it at all anymore. I, I mean, the what? What was it the other year that the the Rams made it in at seven and nine? But that was such a fluke. That was the Seahawks, I think. No, it was the Rams. I remember. The, I remember everything about it. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna look it up right now. I'm gonna prove myself. Yeah. Rams seven and nine. Why you look it up? I'll, I mean, eight and eight is great for the Cowboys. I think it represents exactly what they are: a good off, a great offense, a horrendous defense. And Romo and company are good enough to win enough games to overcome that. But they won't be. You know, they'll surprise the team here or there, but they won't be consistent enough to overcome the sieve that is, all, that is the Dallas star on defense, which is sad, which is sad. You, okay, you're right. 
It was the Seahawks. That's cool. And they were they were in competition with the also seven and nine Rams. <laughs> yeah, okay. In the last game of the season, and the Seahawks won. Yeah, I remember. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. You know, first year bubble. You're so. Guess who was the quarterback for that game for the Seahawks? Tavares Jackson. Charlie Whitehurst. Oh. <laughs> back or backup Jesus, as they call him. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, we got to hold them. Uh, All right, so we agree the Cowboys 8-8? Eight and eight? Yeah, yeah, 8-8. Eight and eight. Skin? Uh, Washington? Yeah, under the under the Redskins. Is, is this all about RG3? Is that it? Is that this whole team? Is that, is that, it's all it seems to be happening. I don't know any other talk besides RG3 with this guy. With this um, we can talk about their defense a little bit. How is their defense? I mean... You know, a lot of the talk coming out of Washington was that Shanahan kind of reined in what Jim Hazlitt wanted to do last year, keep things very vanilla, and Hazlitt's kind of confident that now that Shanahan's gone, he can unleash and get after the quarterback, which he likes to do. I mean, I you know, Dante Hall, you know, Brandon Merriweather. They lost. Brandon Headhunter Merriweather. Favorite player in the NFL. <laughs> I mean, there's the, the Arakbos there, Brian Kerrigan. They have some decent names. There's potential, but it's just, are they, are they going to put it together this season? I think they can, and I think they will be good. I, you know, it's, just, it's sad I thought this team would be a lot better. I was really high on the Redskins last year. A lot of a lot of people were, and they didn't, you know, because of a variety of reasons. Drama with the quarterback coach, drama with the defensive coordinator and the coach, drama with the owner and the coach. So really, the coach had a lot of drama. <laughs> <laughs> so probably addition by subtraction helps this team. Uh, I think defensively they could be they can be solid. And if RG3 turns back to RG3 instead of Bob, which he was last season, <laughs> this team could be really good. They could be 10-6. They could win this division if he's, if he's oh. RG3. Yeah, but see, I, that's the biggest. I think uh, – I don't think RG3 has it in him. I think, I think he was a one-hit wonder. Ooh. He was completely misused. Um, they put him in too soon. They should have let his injury heal, and he'll never be the same. Wow. Yeah, I, that's that's the way I feel about it. And then Kirk Cousins is not going to do anything as a backup. I mean, we saw that. I don't. I go back and forth on this team all the time. I'm going to make a bold statement. They're going to win ten games. They're going to tie for the division lead with the Eagles, but they won't win it. But ten and six is still playoffs. Let's still get a wild card out of that. Maybe. So far. Maybe we haven't hit the North yet. Baby, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't see it. Uh, I see these guys going five and eleven. No, you do not see them five. And I 11. do. How could what? They have the Sean Jackson, Pierre Garcon. There's talent on that offense. Josh Reed's a damn good tight end. So you just don't believe in RG three then? No, I don't think RG three has it in him. Wow. I I I honestly I think he is done. I think he's cashed out as a professional quarterback. It's two seasons. 
Yeah, and he was good for one season, and then he had that ACL injury, and now he's scared to do anything. I don't know how you could possibly sit there with a straight face. I think if Kirk Cousins <laughs> manned this quarterback, was at quarterback and manned this team, they could win seven games. Oh, wow, that's wow. There you have it. See, that's why we do this. That's why we do this, Daniel. So we can argue about RG three an hour, so an hour, well, the one hour and a half conver- argument we've had. What was that? I'm trying to say. What an hour and a half conversation we have is all just build up to the <laughs> RG three argument. RG three <laughs> versus the Lions argument. I think the Lions are going to be a very touchy subject when we get there. I I know how you feel about the Lions, and you know I think you're going to be surprised with what I have to say. Really? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> all right, Eagles. Eagles. Yeah, let's talk about the Eagles. Year two of Chip Kelly. Offense should be great again. Uh, only questions I have, the, the defense, which is putrid. Last year, it got better as the season went on, uh, mainly because the Eagles just run the damn ball so much and other teams are on the field for so long. Uh, mm-hmm. Offenses don't have a good chance to get a rhythm, but it's whether Nick Foles can maintain his success from last season, how they implement Darren Sproles, and make up for the loss of Deshaun Jackson. That's 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 the Eagle season right there in a hundred words. You're welcome. Yeah, I think um, Nick Foles. Yeah, like you said, Nick Foles is going to have to continue the great season he had last year. Uh, it's going to be tough to do because he's going to have a lot more eyes on him now. People are are see they're seeing what he is capable of. Uh, Lashawn McCoy is still great. I don't think their offense has anything to worry about. I think their offense will still be good. I like Chip Kelly. I like what he's done with that offense. Do you Defense think, on, do you think the, Sean, the loss of the Sean Jackson is going to be a worry? I think I think people talk about it a lot, but once the season starts, you're not going to really notice it that much. Hmm. Well, I think I think they'll be able to. I they they can do something without Deshaun Jackson. You know. I think I think the same goes eleven and five, ten and six. I'm gonna say ten and six, uh, just because their defense I don't have faith in. And there's gonna be some weeks where Lashawn McCoy can't run the ball, and they're gonna have you know trouble with Nick Foles trying to be a playmaker, getting balls downfield. I mean Riley Cooper. Who who aren't they gonna be able to run the ball against? I'm looking at their schedule right now. Okay, good. And I'd say they'd probably have trouble against the Seahawks. Yes. Uh, 49ers yeah. might give them a little bit of trouble. Yeah. Rams. Rams would give them trouble. That's it, though. The, do they play the, who do they play in the AFC? The, the South, the Texans. I, see, I'm big on the Texans, so. I know you are. So, <laughs> have I mentioned I'm big on the Texans once or twice? Yeah, yeah, you mentioned. I mean, I just, You mentioned the erection you get when you <laughs> think about the Texans. I just think, you know, throughout the season... There are times where I don't care who you're playing, the run game is just not working. Unless you have one of those super special seasons where you run for 2,000 yards. and then, Which I guess isn't out the realm of possibility for LaShawn McCoy. I mean, it's not something super far-fetched. I mean, if Chris Johnson did it, you know, I feel like I can do it. But I think it's going to be weak for this. Not, the offense isn't as smooth, and the lack is going to be put on Nick Foles' shoulders. And I don't think he's that kind of quarterback. So that's why I don't think... They have the ability to be twelve and four, eleven and five, thirteen and three type of team. See, they don't play a lot of strong defenses, and they don't play a lot of high-powered offenses at the same time. Mm-hmm. They're they're the better team in one, two, 
in everything in every game except three. So I I'm thinking they'll go twelve and four. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, that's totally doable. I get. I mean, I say ten and six. Say twelve and four. I mean, there is a a level of difference between those those two records. But we agree they're going to win this division. Oh yeah, yeah, they'll win the division. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> NFC North time. Let's talk about the worst team in this division, the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> <laughs> the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, yeah, the Vikings are just terrible. Pretty obvious. Terrible. So poor Adrian Peterson, the Barry Sanders of our era. Come on. Seriously. I'm just about the sense of, like, you know, teams just routinely terrible or mediocre. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Oh, they do just, you get the. They don't give him any. They give him no assistance. No, they don't do him any favors. No. no. They're like, here, you guys can have all our other players. We'll just play second stringers from <laughs> now on. We got Adrian Peterson. We got Matt Castle, baby. Oh, God. It's always a bad sign when Matt Castle beats out anyone on your depth chart at any position. Yeah. If he's like here, even if he's like handing out Gatorade, and he's like, this is our best Gatorade guy, Matt Castle? <laughs> <laughs> Oh I mean, there's potential here with Cordell Patterson. He's, he could possibly turn into that breakaway offensive threat, which helps Adrian run a little bit more. But they lost Jared Allen. Chad Greenway stopped being good about two seasons ago. The secondary was a sieve. They only got worse. I, mm. They're playing in a really tough division where they'll play six games against great offenses with a bad, horrendous defense, they will not be able to keep up. And everyone knows they're just going to try to play ball control, run the ball, and keep their defense off the field. And that's not going to happen. But if it does happen, who cares? They'll probably give a touchdown within a minute anyway. So, <laughs> Yep. No, it's, I, I got a lot of friends who are Vikings fans. They're really high on the Vikings. They're, Teddy Bridgewater. They're really high. That's, they're really high. Yeah. They're smoking bath salts. <laughs> I don't know how they get those up to Minnesota, but uh, I can't see this team winning more than three games. <sighs> they can beat the Bills. I don't think they can beat. The Bills. Uh, I think Minnesota is a terrible football team. Beat the Panthers. I don't think they can beat the Panthers. Oh, they might not win any games this season. Then <laughs> they're going to win three games. This team is the worst team in in the NFC. The NFC is a pretty tough conference with balance pretty much everywhere. This is the first team I've really looked at like they can beat three and thirteen. Dude, I'm gonna say worse. Ooh, I'm gonna say two and fourteen. That's possible, definitely. Unless Teddy Bridgewater comes in, he's Russell Wilson Jr. But he's not. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's not. Uh, sorry, Viking fans. Maybe five years from now. Okay. Yeah. Just let the let Bridgewater cook for a while. Let him cook underneath Matt Castle and Chris Pop, Chris Pop, <clears throat> Ponder. Mm. And <laughs> is that his name? Is it Chris Ponder? It, it, sure, your name's Chris Ponder. Whatever. I keep thinking Chris Pronger. He's a former NHL player. <laughs> I get behind Christian. Christian. So yeah, Chris. Whatever. Fuck it. He's a terrible quarterback too. But um. Yeah, just let him cook for a while. Let him Wait, learn. Aren't they playing outdoors this year? That might be the most fascinating thing about them. They're not in a. They're waiting for a new stadium to be built. Aren't they playing like at the University of Minnesota for the next two seasons? Um, they could be. So now all of a sudden, the team they built to play inside of a dome has to go outside. 
Yep, one and fifteen. I'm sorry. Okay, so their bye week is the tenth week. You know, snow starts falling in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. June, around <laughs> yeah, around the beginning of the season. <laughs> so they got one, two. They play the Packers outside Ugh. in Minnesota. Ugh. Panthers, Jets, and the Bears. Those are all teams I think that are well. The Panthers maybe not, but those are all teams that are used to the cold weather already. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bears and the Packers both play outside to begin with. Don't the Jets have an outdoor stadium as yeah. well? Yeah. So My thing is, I don't think the Vikings are used to playing outside. That's Exactly. That's like Adrian Peterson also played, you know, nine games in the cold. That's uh, that ain't They play two games. They play at the Bears' Soldier Field November 16th, Oof. and then they got the Bears at home to close out the season. Oof. The only two games after their bye that they're playing indoors is going to be at the Lions. Oh, uh, The Dolphins have an outdoor stadium, right? Yeah. So that's outside as well. Wow. So they got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games after their bye, and only one of those games is indoors, and it's against the Lions. When do when did the Twins start playing? When did the Twins? When does baseball season start again? Oh, baseball oh. season! Dude, the Twins kicked the shit out of a, the Tigers the last two games. They beat them like twenty to four, and then like twelve to four, or something like that. That's cute. Like two days ago. Oh, They're getting so cool. Minnesota players are getting all their stats in in one game in two games. So yeah, and then all oh, the Tigers won yesterday. So that's good. They beat them eight to four. I think. This is how boring the Vikings are. We're talking. <laughs> <laughs> so next team. Um, God. who do you think? <laughs> who do you want to talk? To? I'm gonna go with the Bears. We can go Bears. We can talk Bears. See, this division is tough, dude. I honestly do not know how I feel about this division. The Bears... Where, okay. I'll, I'm only sure of one thing, and that's that the Vikings will be in last. I'm sure of two things. Okay. The Vikings will be in last, and Green Bay will be in first. I don't know. They just lost B.J. Raji. Oh, no. Not B.J. Raji. Anybody but him. The Bears' schedule is really in their favor as far as home and aways go. In the first eight weeks of the season, they have one, two, three, four, five away games. So, And then in the last eight weeks of the season, one, two, three, four, yeah, last eight weeks of the season, they have only three away games. They got one, two, three, four, five games at home in the last. And those are against the Vikings, Bucks, Cowboys, Saints, and Lions at home. The Bears have an amazing offense with the potential to be amongst the best, the top five. Their defense is pathetic. So they're kinda they're not cowboy bad, but I don't think this is a really trendy pick. This is not a team that can have any letdown any week offensively. And with Jay Cutler, I've watched enough of Jay Cutler in my lifetime. There will be weeks where Jay Cutler has a letdown. And when that happens, this team will be smoked. Uh, I do think they're good, though. I think they're 8-8. I think it's an 8-8 football team. I could see it, unfortunately. (laughs) I could see it. I hate, I hate the Bears. (laughs) I mean, like, 
with the fire of a thousand suns. I hate the Bears. Jared Allen will be an improvement. Tillman had a little slip last year. He started slipping. Uh, Brock Vereen and Ryan Mundy at safety. Good luck. That's all I'm going to say right there. I saw Ryan Mundy play enough for the Giants to know. Good luck. Tim Jennings is solid. Lance Briggs. I mean, eventually one of these years is going to go. They brought Lamar Houston. He's a solid, you know, defensive end. I don't see many playmakers on the defense. I, like I said, I can't. Forte is going to be great. Marshall and Jeffrey are going to be great. They're going to put up tons of stats. At the end of the, you know, fantasy wise, people are going to love this team, but reality, they're mediocre. Yep. I don't have a lot to say about the Bears. I know this next team you have a lot to say about. Yeah, the Packers. Ha! <laughs> no, the Lions. Let's talk about the Lions. Let's be realistic here. I'll let you go since it's your team a little bit. Let you go first. The thing that really concerns me is the secondary. They have a good offensive line. They have one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. Their running back depth is rock solid. They have a great quarterback. Their wide receiver depth easy, is really Easy strong. on the great. Okay, easy on the great. But they, have, they have a great quarterback. <laughs> their receiver depth is finally starting to come together with Calvin Johnson, Golden Tate, uh, Eric Ebron, ba- Brandon Pettigrew, uh, Joe Fourier, <clears throat> Chris Durham. <laughs> oh, God. I was waiting. I was, I was just sitting here waiting. Their defensive line with uh, Ndamukong Sue, Nick Fairley, Jason Are you Jones. concerned with Nick Fairley being bumped down on the depth chart right now and coming in and Again, out of shape and unmotivated. No. Okay. Just no. I'm not because they, they what they do. There aren't it really okay. There are starters on the defensive line, but they rotate the defensive line so much it doesn't even matter. You're going to get playing time if you're on the defensive line. Somewhere. I just meant in the sense of like, how's that as an outlook for his season? I mean, he's been solid in camp and he's been solid in the preseason. It's just he won't lose weight. (laughs) They're trying to tell him to lose weight, and he won't lose weight, and so they bumped him down. He's still good. He's still a good player. He's still – I think Ndamukong Sue said he's the the most gifted, like naturally gifted defensive lineman on the Lions. That does sound like a guy is like he's got good potential. He just hasn't lived up to it. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Uh, if he could lose some goddamn weight, though, <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, linebackers, the only real one is the uh, strong side linebacker. That's the only real hole. It's still an open competition between uh, Kyle Van Wa, Tahir Whitehead, and uh, Kyle, Kyle Van Noy. I keep wanting to say uh, Kyle Van Wa. Because you're a closet of- Canadian fan? His last name is N O Y, and it just, I don't know, it feels like it should be pronounced. You love, you love Patrick Waugh from the uh, Colorado Avalanche, and he's your favorite goalie no, of all time? I hate him. <laughs> I hate him so much. Uh, and then, but they're secondary. They got Rasheen Mathis and Glover Quinn, and that is it. <laughs> they had Darius Slay, who's coming into his second year, and he's got to step up. If he doesn't step up, then they have no cornerbacks. Uh, Rasheen Mathis can switch between safety and cornerback, so if they do need him uh, at cornerback, he'll be there. 
they pick who did they sign? They signed somebody from the Ravens. Uh, James Hedegabo. Yeah, uh, so he'll be he'll be starting safety along with Glover Quinn and then Rasheen Mathis. But they that uh, Darius Slay has to step up because that secondary is not going to be able to keep up with some of the high-powered offenses in the North, like the Packers and the Bears. They'll still be great against the run, just against the pass. It's going to be it's going to be real touch and go. I think this team is full of inconsistency. Um, I think their secondary is. I thought you you gave it a brighter outlook. I thought the secondary was absolutely is absolutely garbage. Um, so I had Dave Bogo, if I'm even saying that right. Every, Probably not. <laughs> everywhere else in that secondary, it's, I mean, below average. So terrible. The linebackers, I can't stand besides Levy. And I've been hearing about Sue and Farley. Fairly. Excuse me. Fairly. For, <laughs> Farley, Farley works, though. Yeah, yeah fat. <laughs> Could be his nickname. Uh, for three seasons now. And while they've been good at times, they haven't consistently been the dominating front four that they've been hyped to be. So I have tons of concerns about this defense. I think if everything went right, they could be good up front, and that would cover up a lot of the holes behind them, and DeAndre Levy's going to make plays. But eventually teams are going to be like, look, we're just going to figure this out and stop, you know, stop running towards him, you know, use him as a decoy, get him out of the way, get him out of the middle of the field so we can start passing over there consistently. I mean, offensively, what can you say? I mean, Golden Tate's, Calvin's numbers might drive this season just because Golden Tate's that good, and that's going to be good for Calvin. You know, Calvin putting up yeah. these ridiculous numbers year after year, and so much of the offense leaning on him, you know, that's he's been breaking down. You know, he had a knee issue last year, a knee issue the year before, I mean, can't. He's not a young guy anymore. No, definitely not. Especially for a wide receiver. And, you know, they lean on him so much. So they're, they're definitely getting weapons around him that will work. I think there's another inconsistent up-and-down team with a mediocre head coach. They'll go 8-8. Eight and eight. That hurts my heart. I know, bud. Say that. I know. I just, I just can't see them. You know, just okay. Ascending to that next level, Matthew Stafford is what year five. He is what he is. He's going to look great sometimes, and then he's going to overthrow a receiver somehow. Calvin Johnson, six five with a super high vert, you overthrow him. You know, I I think I think Matthew Stafford is going to return to like twenty twelve form. I know twenty twelve was kind of a fluky year because there were like three quarterbacks that ro- broke the passing record that year. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, and Matt Stafford all broke it. Or Tom Brady, um, you know, one of those quarterbacks. Like, all three of them broke passing records. And it was because it was uh, the lockout during – there was no camp or anything like that. If he touches those numbers from 2012, that's a bad sign for this team. That means they're behind a lot. That means they've forgotten to run the ball with Joyke Bell and Reggie. They've lost their balance. If this team loses its balance on offense – it's just I can't see them winning games. They can put up all the stats and numbers they want, but it's about winning games now for this team. They've been together long enough. 
Judging, I, I don't think it's that bad because judging by what you said about the defense, you've already, it's a foregone conclusion that they're already going to have to be in shootouts. And they, yeah, if they are in shootouts, I just can't. Every team we've talked about so far in this podcast that's going to play shootouts, no, I haven't given any of them an eight and eight, nine and seven. You just can't sustain that. You cannot sustain that over sixteen games. Your offense being perfect every single week, and if you, and then if your defense is making other offenses look great, I mean that's just. That's that's a double whammy, and then you're playing Rodgers and Cutler and Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, <laughs> I thought I could sneak that in there without anyone laughing, but I just see them as a mediocre team. I think the talent is there, but it's year four or five of this. You know, four how many how many years we've we been saying this about the Lions until it gets to a point to where you are what you are. Okay, listen, the only quarterbacks I'm afraid of on the Lions schedule, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. Drew Brees, mm-hmm. and Peyton, or uh, not Peyton Manning, goddamn, Tom Brady. Those are the only three quarterbacks I fear on this entire schedule. Jay Cutler, uh, Carson Palmer, Ryan Tannehill, EJ Manuel, Geno Smith, Cam Newton, and Eli Manning. Matty Ice, they all can go fuck themselves. I understand that. And maybe if your defense was good, I could say, like, ah, you don't have to worry about them. But your defense isn't good. and It's good enough to stop those guys. No, well, maybe no. Matt Ryan. Okay, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Roddy White. That's, yeah, in, okay, that's... that's I think your secondary <laughs> is is terrible. Like, I, Rasheen Mathis? This guy is... Rasheen's good. He's old. He's old as fuck, but he's a great leader... And he doesn't get a lot of interceptions, but he does get a lot of tip balls, a lot of deflections, a lot of passes defended. If you're getting a lot of tip balls and a lot of passes defended, I mean, they're throwing at you a lot. Yeah, but he's stopping them. Not enough. They're throwing him at it. He can't, he can't intercept the ball. That's the only problem. <laughs> <laughs> he just knocks it away. I know you're a fan, and I understand you're looking at it with the rosiest colored glasses. I'm really, I'm really trying to not be a homer and be biased right now. So, what do you think the Lions' record will be? Uh, let's see. Another schedule. They can beat the Giants. They can beat the Panthers. They can beat the Jets, Bills, Vikings. They'll sweep the Vikings. I got. Uh, they'll lose to either the Bills or the Jets. They'll lose to one of those teams. The Lions, okay. unless they're the new Lions, if they're Jets. if they're the Lions that you think they are, they'll beat both teams. If the Lions, I think I think they are, they'll lose to one of those teams. But continue though. They play at the Jets, so I think if they're going to lose either of those games, it's going to be that one. They got the Bills at home. Okay. <clears throat> so we got Giants, Panthers, Jets, Bills, Vikings is a sweep. And then the two weeks before their buys, I think they will lose against the Saints and the Falcons. Where's that Falcons game? In uh, in Atlanta. Okay. And then they got a win against the Dolphins, win against the Where's Cardinals. Where's that Dolphin game? Uh, in Detroit. Okay. A loss against the Patriots. They'll split with the Bears, and then they'll split with the Pack, and then they'll beat the Bucks. How many games? So how many wins have you given them so far? I uh, wasn't counting. <laughs> <laughs> I lost count, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say ten and six. If ten and six and a wild card, wow! If everything goes right, they can go ten and six. If 
But everything has to go right. Because they have a completely new system. That's they got a brand new defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, and a new coach. You know, hey, we disagree disagree on this team. You know, I don't think they'll see the playoffs. I think they'll be pretty mediocre. Uh, I think they'll be, you know, have their highlights, have their moments, of course. The easy schedule at the beginning will make them look a lot better than they are. And then they're doing something lionsy, and just I say I don't want to keep repeating myself, but just say we have had enough evidence to know exactly how this team plays. So. But you're based on last season, where they had Jim Schwartz and Gunther Cunningham. Well, even the year, the year they made the playoffs, it was a record nine and seven. No, they were ten and six. Ten and six, you know. They came up. They kind of snuck up on people a little bit. Went ten and six. Had a good year. Stafford was amazing, you know. But they're the cardiac cats, man. You can never count them out of anything, and you can never count them to win anything either. So you just gotta fucking hold, hold your <laughs> breath, just ride it out. That's why it's so fun to watch them because you never really know what's gonna happen. <laughs> no, you, you really don't. I mean, this thing they're, so- they're like the Cowboys, except they have a chance to win every week. Oh, ouch! That hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Especially this season. Oof. So I think I think I think the Cowboys and the Lions have a lot of similarities this season, except the Lions have a defensive line. Yeah, the Lions have some semblance of talent on the defense. What are you doing? Are you just hitting your mic right now? Oh, the, did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it sounded like you're scraping the bottom of a bowl with a spoon. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> Green Bay. Green Bay. Uh, I don't see them uh, like you see them. I think I'll go first. As much as it pains me to say this, I just want to know, this is me being a bigger person, because I would love nothing more than slay this team verbally. I would love nothing more than to have Drew on this podcast right now as I rubbed in his face another 6-10, and 7-9, Don Majowski-ish. <laughs> and by the way, if you're a Packer fan and you do not know who Don Majowski is, I do not accept you as a Packer fan. You're not really a Packer fan. I don't know who Don Majowski is, but I'm not a Packer yeah, fan. Get the damn. Don Majowski was the magic man, all right? He was a quarterback <laughs> before Brett Favre, okay? And I don't want any Packer fan, oh, I wasn't alive. Know your history, okay? I know I know Roger Staubach. I wasn't alive when, I mean, I wasn't alive when Roger Staubach was balling. I still know him. I wasn't alive when Danny White was balling. I still know him, Okay. <laughs> Steve Burline, yeah, I go back with my Cowboys. Yeah, I know my Lions too. Scott Mitchell, Stony Case. Oh God, Gus Farrat, Stony Case. Andre Ware, Andre Ware. Do you remember Andre Ware? Mm-hmm. I don't remember him because I wasn't alive. It's not. It's not allowed. We just we just did a whole thing about it's not an excuse, and you agreed with me, and then you use it as an excuse. <laughs> I wasn't even watching football. <laughs> He was the last. Uh, he was the. He was the black uh, quarterback. So you probably he was. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so the Packers, eh? Oh god, they're gonna be good. I don't. I don't like the Packers this year. They're gonna be really good. Mm-mm. They're deep on defense. They've got a lot of starters coming back. Sam Shields went to the next level. Their safeties are good. They have they're so good at secondary. Their first round pick may not even start. I don't think that their defense is that good. Dom Capers is such a shithead. 
he was for like one season. He'll ruin it. He will ruin that defense. And then last year they were pretty good, man. They were pretty good defense. I think don't see it. I think Clay Matthews and Julius Peppers alongside each other. I mean, on opposite ends of the linebacking core. That's uh. But then you got that Rocky Dennis looking motherfucker, AJ Hawk in the middle. Yeah, and he's probably the worst linebacker, and that's a pr- that's a good problem to have, man. <laughs> I'm I'm they lost BJ Raji. Yeah, that hurts. But he wasn't a good player last year. I think that's a loss they can overcome. I think that- that's because he was on the he was playing defensive end. They put him back at nose tackle this year. They want that big body in the middle, that big sexy body. Yeah. I don't care how you do it. Like, Raji. Isn't that how the song goes? Yeah, sure. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I just like this team on the defense, and I think offensively we all know what they have to offer. Offensively, they may be the most balanced team in the NFL. What is their receiving core? Jordy Nelson, I know they- Randall Cobb, and who's that third wide out? That's what we need you, Drew. She's like, oh, it's, 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 it's Simon Cowell. Oh, <laughs> Simon Cowell. No, it's weird. That's not a very strong receiving core. <laughs> the first they, they have good. absolutely no depth. <laughs> uh, I'm looking up their third receiver right now. Um, As you eat a bucket of chicken, what is that? I said bucket of butter. Is that butter? Is it yogurt. straight butter? Yogurt. Uh, Jared Boykin. They lost James Jones. Hmm. He went to the Raiders last year. Not really a big loss. Though. No, I mean. Aaron Rodgers can turn the third wide receiver into someone pretty decent. And exactly when you have enough, you have to chase around Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb. Third guy should be able to do something. I mean, let's be honest. Is Jordy Nelson a real number one though? Yeah, I feel like he's more of like a slot guy. He's a number one to me just because he and Rodgers have this like symbiotic connection, and they find a way to. I mean, he's. I don't think if you put Jordy Nelson on. The Panthers. Well, that's Cam's a good quarterback. If you put Jordy Nelson in too many other situations, he's going to be as good as he is on Green Bay. He definitely maxes out his his talent within the Green Bay offense. He's sort of Eric Deckerish. You know, Deckerish leaving the page, mm-hmm. leaving the Broncos and going to uh, the Jets. You know, we're going to see the true Eric Decker this year. Right. But, I mean, the only questions this team has, and I think that will keep them from beating – Seattle or the Niners is the offensive line. It's still pretty terrible. Um, Rodgers makes up for that with his scrambling. McCarthy makes up for that with a lot of rollouts, getting them out the pocket. So they can they can fake the funk with that for a while. Though that that'll chips have to cash in when they play Seattle. There's no way they're going to be able to do what they do. Uh, play Seattle first week of the season. Yeah, I think I think Seattle's going to beat them. And I think that I think the Packers are going to the NFC Championship game. I think this is the second best team in foot in uh, the NFC, and they're a top five off top five NFL team. Wow! I think they're that good. I think if if they beat Seattle and somehow they went thirteen and three, got home field advantage and beat Seattle, I wouldn't be shocked. That's how good I think the Packers are this season. Oof! I don't. <laughs> I do not agree. <laughs> I think uh, I'll say eleven and five. They could do eleven and five in the regular season. They'll win the division. I'm not. I'm not saying that they won't. But I just don't think they'll. I don't think they'll be as good as you're saying they are. They'll, you know, they. If by those calculations, 
excuse me. That would be a first round buy for them. Yeah, I see that. Is the two best teams, right? They get first round buys. Mm-hmm. So it would be the Seahawks and the Packers will have first round buys, and then they'll lose in the second round. <laughs> I see them going thirteen and three. I think they have the best of the record in the NFC. I think they will, but I don't think they'll beat Seattle when it counts. I think Seattle can go into Lambeau and beat them. Lambeau doesn't have the mystique it had used to as a playoffs, so I don't think that's as tough as a game as we were brought up to believe as children. Like many things, as you become an adult, you find out you were lied to. Um, <laughs> Packers are great, man. This is a great team. Uh, the quarterback is the best in the league. They have a top five running back. They have a top five receiving core. Really? You think Eddie Lacy's top five? Yeah, definitely. Wow. So he's he's in with LaShawn McCoy. No, he's he's there's a top three that's a special group, and then there's like he's in that next two with like Marshawn Lynch and himself. Oh, okay. My top three would be Marshawn Lynch, Adrian Peterson, LaShawn McCoy. See, I go Adrian Peterson, Jamal Charles, and LaShawn McCoy. And then my next two would be Jamal Charles and DeMarco Murray or um uh, there you go. Exactly. God damn it, Alfred Morris maybe. Uh, he could fall in there. I mean, I think Reggie. I think if you take any of those guys and put them on the Packers, they'd be really great too, just because of the threat of Aaron Rodgers allows Eddie Lacy so much running room, and the guy did perform really well when Rodgers went out. So he has shown that he's still a good player without Rodgers, but he's even deadlier with those guys around him. I. I think they are the most balanced team in that division, and if they went seven and one, in that, excuse me, six and one in that, five and one in that division, I wouldn't be shocked. Who are they splitting with? I say the Lions. You're just saying that. I am. I thought Bears <laughs> were the first team to come to mind. <laughs> so I was like, let me throw Ian a bone. <laughs> nah, I say eleven and five. They'll split with the Lions, I think. It, they'll either split with the Lions or they'll split with the Bears. They'll split one of those two. But they'll sweep everybody they'll, else. They're definitely, without a doubt, sweeping the Vikings. I just... Uh, you can't see because you're being as... I can't see... Where's the weakness? Where's the holes? On the de- I still don't believe in their defense. You don't think they have a good secondary? I don't think the secondary is as good as you're saying it is. I think Sam Shields is a, is a is a number one corner in the NFL. I, I, I believe that. I don't think he's the best corner in the NFL, of course not. But I think he's a he can you can put him on a number one receiver and don't have to put safety help, and he won't get killed. He will, or as I like to call it, he won't get Brandon Card. Mister, <laughs> I'm the receiver in the league, and then Calvin Johnson takes a poo on your chest. Oh I like God. Micah Hyde. I think he's he's a he's a he's a hybrid. You can do so many different things with him. Uh, Tremont Williams, you know, I like. I think he bounced back a lot last year. Figured they could put him in the slot. They they're so they can show so many different looks with that secondary. They can show so many different looks with their linebacking core. I just I'm I'm all in the Packers, and I hate to say it because I despise this team. I despise Drew. So. For me to even give them thirteen and three, you know I absolutely think they're an excellent team. Um, 
Okay, so looking at some of the comments, here he'll, this will give you an idea of the intelligence level of the Packers man. The Packers. 14-4 and four if we're healthy. We have a chance to win every game, but that's a big if. I went with every toss-up as a loss to make it fair and came up with 13-5. and five. <laughs> <laughs> And that's blanket intelligence for all Packers fans. <laughs> negative three degrees with no shirts on. They walk around with cheese, fake cheese on their heads. Everyone's overweight. Yes, I, I believe that Green Bay may be the dumbest city in America, and their fan base might be the stupidest as well. Yeah. And he had to be corrected by a guy from fucking Australia. <laughs> he said, shame there's only 16 games, mate. Nice one. <laughs> I don't really follow your sport, but I know the 16 games. <laughs> well, nice. Thank you. Thank you. And then he corrected himself with 12 and 4, dot, dot, dot. Boy, he must be embarrassed. Oh, yeah. Uh, At that moment, you don't even you don't even respond. You just eat that. You know what I mean? Just eat it. Mm-hmm. Eat it. I do see people on here like somebody who's obviously a fan of somebody else in the NFC North put zero and sixteen. He got a like. <laughs> that's I mean that's 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 not right. That's they're not going zero and sixteen. It's safe to say that that won't happen. I if that was a bet, I'd take it. People saying seven and nine, seven and nine. They're not going to go seven and nine unless unless Rogers, Rogers goes down long term, <sighs> which isn't completely unbelievable. If their offensive line is as terrible as it is, and he takes a hit the wrong way, they're going to have to call Matt Flynn again. Come save the day. Ooh. Can you hear that? Yes. Hello, New York City. Someone's breaking into someone's car. <laughs> Should I go to the window and help report? Nah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so let's go over this. Division winners. Who do you got in the West? Uh, the Seahawks. Seahawks. The South? The Saints. Yep, me as well. The North? The Packers. Me as well. And the East? The Eagles. Me too. We agree on everything. Yeah. Uh, wild card teams. Who do you got? A wild card will be the Niners. Yep, me too. And the Redskins. Uh, I got Niners and Lions. Is the wild card and a dark horse team? One that could surprise you. The Cowboys. Think so? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Cardinals. You kind of turned me around on them a little bit. No, no, you didn't. Never yeah, mind. I, Not the Cardinals. I brought you back. I brought you down from the Cardinals. Oh shit about yeah, it! Yeah, I'm gonna. Th- I was thinking. I, just, I, don't know, I was looking at the Cardinals, but I was thinking Redskins. <laughs> so I'm gonna go. I was looking at the Cardinals logo. Uh, the Redskins. I think. I, I mean, I was kind of harsh on RG3, but if if I'm wrong about him, then I think that is a good shot that they could get a. Get a wild card spot. And Drew had Drew had uh, I got your picks. Don't worry. Drew had the okay. Giants. Um, he had the Panthers. Really, the Giants, the Vikings, what the fuck, Drew, and the Vikings, <laughs> and the Rams winning the division. <laughs> Good thing he isn't here, man. Holy shit! Uh, no, Drew's real picks. Wait, I, I didn't give you his wild card teams. His wild card teams <laughs> were the Lions and the Bears. So he has everyone in NFC North making the playoffs except the backers, so. 
little odd, Drew, but I like you being unbiased, buddy. I respect that. Okay, so Drew, here here are his picks. He's got the Eagles, Packers, Saints, and Seahawks, wow. just like us. Wow. Those all file. I'm looking at the uh, the NFL.com schedule. Those. Those four teams all fall in a straight line down. Eagles, Packers, Saints, Seahawks, all straight down. That's weird how that worked out. Wild card, he's got, he's got the Bears and the 49ers. And then his dark horse, the Panthers. Oh, God, Drew. <laughs> they would be a dark horse. <laughs> They'd be the darkest of dark horses ever. All right. Well, there you have it. Expert analysis. And yogurt eating. Through through a yogurt-filled mouth. <laughs> I have a video up so everyone, I get to watch Ian eat this. And it's like watching a monkey pick food out of a mate and eat it himself. It's literally <laughs> the same sort of thing. Awkwardness. Fascinating. Awkwardness and speed. I just shot it onto my leg. Somehow you missed your mouth twice. It's interesting. (laughs) And you just ate the yogurt off your foot. Leg. It was on my leg. (laughs) I wouldn't eat it off my foot. That would be weird. I'm sorry. Because the leg is so Uh, far from the foot. We got to shut this thing down. (laughs) Yeah, because we're talking yogurt on the feet. Okay, so... For the Sported NFL Podcast, I'm Daniel. And I'm Drew. Oh, hey, man, we just missed it. You came too late. That showed up way too late.